passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Believe in Bears. My name is Joey Christopoulos, my co-host, Corey Wooten. But first, today's episode is presented by BetOnline.ag. Football, it's back. It's better than ever. All the eyes are on gridiron as teams are back on the field for another football season. And as always, BetOnline, it's your number one spot for the pro and college football action this season. It's got a new updated site and interface. There are more odds, props, and contests. BetOnline continues to be the number one source for everything football. So head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today. Receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use promo code BELIEVE. B-L-E-A-V to receive that bonus. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for 2021 season. Only at BetOnline.ag. The fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports. BetOnline, where the game starts. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for coming into the pod. My name is Joey Christopoulos, and we're here today to preview Bears Buccaneers Week 7 in Tampa Bay, Florida. But first, let's bring in my co-host. He's former Chicago Bears defensive end. Fox 32 Chicago Zone bringing you awesome post-game analysis on Fox 32 Chicago. Corey Wooten, what's up, Corey? Oh, what's going on, man? Excited for the game this week. I know I know the players are excited, right? It's starting to get a little chilly in, in the Midwest, so you get to go down to Tampa over there. Fresh legs, warm legs, you know, keep the muscles nice and warm this week. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's going to be in the high 80s. I'm super Ooh. excited. It's going to be a tough matchup. And, Corey, we talked on the pre-pod. I'm wearing my WrestleMania uh, shirt this Ooh, week. yeah, baby. <laughs> it's because, man. Yeah, and look, uh, barring injuries or something catastrophic happening, this is going to be by far the biggest spread the Bears are going to have to attempt to cover this week in Week 7 against the Buccaneers. Corey, let's start it off here, and then we're going to dive right into your keys and ingredients to get a Bears victory in Week 7. But first off, when you see a number like 12-and-a-half as a former player, have you ever been in a game with a, with a line that high? Does it piss you off? Is it extra motivation? Does it not matter? You know, what? Yeah. what what's what's the mindset when no one thinks you're going to win this week? Well, I, I think it just depends on the players. You know, the guys that are cognizant of what Vegas says and all this, they worry about that stuff. But most players are just like, oh, man, you know, they you like to be the underdog in situations, right? And in any situation, I think that's, that's ideal. You know, you look at how the Bears were Matt Nagy's first year, they were underdogs and look how well they performed. So I think anytime you're underdog, you like that. You like being the, the guy that everybody counts out. So then when you have a win in a game like this, it looks great for you, right? And, and sometimes, you know, Tampa Bay, I, I think they're looking a little past this game to be, to be honest with you heard, you heard what Tom Brady said about Aaron Rodgers and you know, all this, and he's being funny and, um, I don't know. A, a part of me feels like they're they're overlooking this game, you know, in, in a way, just because of what happened last week and everybody's, you know, the Bears are the, the butt of the joke with Aaron Rodgers. He's part-time uh, shareholder of the Bears and this, that, and the other. Um, so I don't know. In, in my opinion, I think 
you know, they know what the Bears defense can do. But I just – the Bears haven't shown the defense that we know they, they are capable of, right? And I think offensively, I don't think anyone's scared of them right now. So I, I think this is a game that Tampa, in my opinion, might be overlooking a little bit. Honestly, you know, I think that it can be a great thing. When people overlook you, that's when you come in, you punch them in the mouth, and uh, you don't get a dove. Yeah, the Chicago Bears, they were a work in progress, and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are returning Super Bowl champions, and they're off to a great start this season. I think there's a lot of probably maybe natural inclination for some players to maybe look past this matchup. But you know, Corey, this is why I love doing the pods with you, man, because I think everyone around national media, local Chicago media, I think everyone's just going to beat it into your head that the Chicago Bears are going to lose this weekend. And look, that might be the case, but here on Believe in Bears, this is the place to come to where we're going to actually try and do the work to see a pathway, find a storyline, some sort of road that maybe no one else is looking at that could possibly get the Bears a victory in Week 7. And look, here's the deal, right? If the Bears lose against the Buccaneers, they go to 3-4. and four. No one's going to be shocked. The season isn't over. And Justin Fields still has a bright future. But, Corey, if the Chicago Bears win and go to 4-3, and three, suddenly with you know a 49ers team that looks a little vulnerable, Steelers not to get too far ahead of ourselves, and they actually figure out a way to split this two-game series against the Packers and the Buccaneers, again, I said it last week, I'll say it again this week, wins like this can really change your season. They can really change the whole trajectory of your confidence level, your tenor. So, man, let's dive right into it, right? Let's figure out a way where the Chicago Bears can come out and get a victory, what they might need to do to execute to be able to do it. Corey, um, we're making a beautiful dish tonight. Uh, it's going okay. to be one of our best dishes of the year, right? So what's the first ingredient? What's the first key that you're putting in the pot for the Bears and Buccaneers in Week 7? Yeah, so defensively, you know, that's, that's where this team starts, and I think uh, they're the backbone of this team. So I think defensively, we have to be able to stop the run because this season so far, we have not been able to stop the run, and that's always been the Bears' mantra. Stuff the run, be able to get after you. And I think Tampa's looking at this like, hey, you know, we know we can pass the ball, but listen, let's get this running game going this week. Let's really test them. Let's test this gap discipline. Because that's that's the main issues that I see in this Bears front, front seven, you know, because they are great at getting penetration. But where I see is is the lack of gap discipline, right? Too many guys in the same gap. Everybody has a job, right? You need to do your job. And this starts this week. So if, if they're going to make an effort to make a run this season and stack some wins and make a playoff run, they have to clean up this. Because you cannot win games when you can't stop the run. So Leonard Fournette, you know, Ronald Jones, they're going to try to get them going early. So if the Bears can, you know, stop that run, really, really put the pressure on them. And, you know, everyone says, well, you know, Tom Brady's one of the best. It doesn't matter who you're playing against. If, if you make a team one-dimensional, it, it is very hard. So this week, I need their, their, their best gap discipline, assignment sound. I need penetration in the backfield. I need people to, to uh, feel off each other, you know, be on the same page. That's what we haven't seen from the Bears this year. And that's always been this, the, the thing is they're a very disciplined team. And this year defensively, it's been the, it's been the exact opposite. And that's, that's very shocking to me. Um, you know, I, talk about that. I, you know, do, do you agree with that about the being disciplined? It was unfortunate to watch just the way that Green Bay was able to kind of run on us last week with A.J. Dillon and Aaron Jones. And the most difficult part about it is just once they get to that second level, we've seen it before where this team, it's not a Jekyll and Hyde, but there's just moments when this team is a hard-hitting, 
physical football team that makes the other that makes the opponent think twice the next time they want to come into the Bears den, if you will. And then there's these other moments where we're just standing straight up and we're tackling high. And I think that's where teams can really take advantage of us. And I'm with you, man. This is a huge key this week because people that pull up the stats, you're looking at, you're like, wow, the Buccaneers don't average a lot of rushing yards a game. Well, they ran the ball very well last week. And that's just because they're a, they're a pass-first outfit. And I'll toss it back to you on this one. I, I think of all the players that probably are not overlooking this matchup is Tom Brady. Because I think Tom Brady has the ultimate respect for the Bears' front seven, specifically Khalil Mack, and what they were able to do against him last year. Mm-hmm. So my question kind of back to you is, I think the Buccaneers want to be a run-heavy game in this one. Mm-hmm. I don't think they want to pass – if we can take away the if we can take away the run a little bit early and make it a difficult situation with Leonard Fournette or I don't know Ronald Jones Jr who likes to put the ball on the ground from time to time if we can maybe yep. you know jar one of those loose do the buccaneers really want to pass it that much in this game and is that what Tom Brady ultimately wants out of this game we could be kind of be putting them in a position that they weren't expecting they're going to try to use this game to really get the run game going cuz i think that this year in general with the exception of one game in particular, they've been strictly a, a pass first team, really a two, two to one pass to run ratio. And I think they're thinking about their, their long-term run this season and playoff hopes and, and a, a super, another Super Bowl. And they're going to need to get that running game going and, and be, and be able to really impose your will on the team because then you're like, Hey, you get the running game going and the passing game with them with the weapons. So I think they're going to really try to make a cognizant effort to get that running game going. So, man, I, I, I think, uh, you know, it's going to be a, a situation where they're going to use two of those tight ends, OJ Howard, Cameron Brait, and, you know, they're going to run it downhill and they're going to try to be able to mix and match that play action with some of those hard play action looks that they like over there. So the Bears, like, like I said, we need our best effort this week up front. You know, I, we need penetration. That's the biggest thing. Penetration kills everything, right? And at times, if you penetrate and you're outside of your gap, sometimes that negates, you know, normally if you don't get penetration, right, and you're outside of your gap, that'll gas you. But your penetration upfield is going to cause that offensive running back or, or quarterback, where who's running, to, to divert their path. And then it's going to allow the troops to rally. So penetration kills everything, you know. I, I always go back to, to Rod Marinelli, who coaches for the uh, Raiders right now. But one, one of the best teachers as far as, you know, fundamentals, everything. And he always just said, listen, if you get off the ball and you penetrate, it disrupts everything, right? Tommy Harris in some of his best years, guys like Henry Melton, you know, inside. And Akeem Hicks now. Look, look at um, Olin Krutz had posted, a, a, you know, a, a clip of Akeem Hicks in the middle taking on two blockers. Hmm. And Akeem Hicks, his form, honestly, what he was standing straight up, you know, he's, but they could not move him. He <laughs> penetrated and took on two blockers. And that kills everything. That disrupted that whole play. So anytime you have penetration, hey, our te- technique is not going to be the best every play in this league, offense or defense. But defensively, if you can if you can penetrate and you can drive your defender back, it's going to make everything that much easier because the running back's going to have to go around you. He's going to have to cut. He's going to have to divert his path. It's going to allow the troops to rally. Well, and this is kind of uh, – this is tangential to a point that I wanted to ask you about, and this is maybe – one of those, you know, I, I haven't played the game kind of questions, so this is perfect for to get your perspective on it, is if you pull it up, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, they're one of the most highest penalized teams in the NFL right now. They give up almost 70 to 78 yards worth of penalty yards a game. 
And look, we're 12 and a half point underdogs. So I'm looking at anything that can be construed as a weakness right now with this Tampa Bay Buccaneers team. So my question for you is Ryan Jensen, their center is a nasty dude, right? So we got to probably be careful after the whistle, right? I think like that's probably going to be something to keep an eye on the Buccaneers secondary which has kind of gotten a little bit better the last couple of weeks is still a very very vulnerable unit, and I think we're about to we're about to throw out the best wide receiver core that they've seen in a couple of weeks since probably like week three. I mean, they've been playing New England, they've been playing Miami. I think our receivers are better than that group. And my third one in regards to the penalties is: is there a way for Sean Desai to scheme up moments that are more? attuned to having an offensive team have a holding penalty like how do you do that is there a way to draw that up where you can kind of make them make that choice and if they are not disciplined with their penalties maybe we can get some holding penalties early and back up yeah. tom brady which is also a great would yeah. be great for the bears yeah I, I agree with you when you look at them they're they're highly penalized team which is which is quite surprising just because of who their coach is and you know who their offense is with tom brady around them um but anytime you can you can dial up blitz that that's that's the key, I think, this week when we, we come in certain situations is dialing up that blitz because I've talked about first and second down rush has been pretty good. But when it comes to the third and medium and long situations, that's when they're giving people time. And Tom Brady already likes to get the ball out quick, but in certain situations, he's looking on the third down when he knows there's four rushers and he can buy time a little bit more down the field to you know some, some of those explosive weapons like Mike Evans, Antonio Brown, Goodwin, uh, all these guys in here. So we need to dial up the blitz. Anytime you bring more than four defenders out there, it's going to confuse the offensive line. You give them different looks. First, you bring a guy like Roquan, then you bring a safety, then you bring a corner off the. So you're, you're always confusing them. And then what, what happens is they're not going to get the, the reads and checks in the order that they should be. Mm-hmm. And what's going to happen is going to leave somebody vulnerable. And what are they going to do? They're going to hold because they're unsure of stuff. So the more you can confuse them, and it's hard to confuse a guy like Tom Brady and Jensen. They're they're talented guys. They've been in this league. They know what they're doing. But if, if you can confuse, and like I said from the beginning, anytime you, you want to bring that pressure off the edge, one or two guys, press coverage, right? Buy the rush a little bit of time. And, you know, that that brings, brings my next key about stopping Brady. How, how do you stop Brady, right? And there's a recipe for it. He's, he's, he's not invincible. He is the GOAT, but he's not invincible, okay? He is a man. He's not mortal, right? Uh, you forgot it. You forgot the down count yeah. at one point. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. He's not immortal. But um, I, I think the thing is when people were able to get after Brady, and I, I there's two things that come into mind, right? Probably because I'm from the East Coast and everybody I grew up was Giants fans, right? Yeah. Eli Manning and the, and the New York Giants are the Brady killers, right? You look at in, in those situations – how did you beat Tom Brady, right? You were able to stuff that run, right? Okay, but he likes to pass. What does he like to do? Get the ball out quick. Okay, what do you do? Press coverage, right? You win with your front four rush. You bring blitzers. You bring pressure. You pressure him. And in both of those games, 07 and 11, two Super Bowls, that's when Tom Brady struggled in those situations, right? And, and the Bears played him well last year. But, you know, I challenged the Bears to have their best performance and Sean Desai to dial it up because first and second down has been great but in certain situations the third down we need to dial it up because we need to get in tom brady's face so press coverage be physical with the wide receivers by the rush a second make tom brady hold it because when he holds it and you hit him and you fluster him he doesn't like that because they already like to get the ball out quick so that's the recipe of how you how you get after a guy like tom brady 
that that is so hey stopping the run get that pressure in his face because hey he's he's one of the quickest quarterbacks out there like him and Stafford are getting the ball out so they like to get it out quick but just buy the rush a second bring more defenders this week yeah and I think what we're trying to get at a little bit is we're not trying to you know stop Tom Brady it's a little bit more about containing him and I think what we're getting at is trying to make these third downs as difficult as possible right I mean he is still 44 years old I think he would probably prefer third and eight and less over third and eight and more so if we can get either it's a holding penalty or like you said dial up a blitz to maybe kind of bring it back a little bit get him in as many third and 11s third and eights third and nines third and tens as possible and then hopefully you can kind of you know, make a play through there or also maybe get home on those third downs too as well. They're a great sure. third down. They're a great third down football team, but I think they are going to really try and run that ball in the early downs and then try and make them really manageable as so Tom Brady can slice and dice. Um, it kind of maybe leads a little bit into my next key of the game. This one's a general, man. This isn't very scientific, but you know, when the Bears are 12 and a half point underdogs, you throw stuff out there. We talked about it a little bit uh, last week, and I want to bring it up again. This is one of those games where I think the Bears need a real field flipper. They need one of those moments where we talked about Jakeem Grant just a little bit. We need him to maybe, you know, take back a punt or a kick return. I'm not saying take it to the house, even though that would be really nice. You know, pass the 50-yard line to that 40-yard line into Buccaneers territory. Give the rookie Justin Fields a really manageable short field to work with. Conversely, Ronald Jones Jr. fumble. You know, a tip pass for an interception. You know, let's get a Khalil Mack strip sack. I'd be way into that. Robert Quinn, again, as we're taping this right now, we do not know if he will be available this weekend. That's a big TBD. We'll wait and see what happens there. I just think that it's one of those moments where you just need that time when the ball is a takeaway, giveaway, get it on the other side of the field, and just give us an easy chance to score three or seven points. I just don't know if our offense is ready to compete drive for drive with Tom Brady, and there's nothing wrong with that, but we probably need a little help in that area. That's going to be one of my big keys this week. Yeah, I couldn't agree with you more. And and you look at the defense when they were really rocking under under Matt Nagy's error and his tenure here. Uh, turnovers that that's been the key of the game, especially that first year he was here when we had a lot of defensive takeaways. Right, the field flippers where it made it easy for Trubisky and company to yep. score. And and that's what you need to to you got a young quarterback. You need to get his confidence up. We need some of those defensive takeaways because that's what this Bears team is about defensive takeaways and you can't rely on them all the time but in big games like this where your back is against the wall and nobody is counting you to win this game you need those field flipping plays like you talked about we need an eddie jackson you know punch out uh scoop and score for a touchdown we need a roquan smith touchdown again we need a, like you said a khalil mack strip sack and oh man with without robert quinn possibly this week that is huge yeah. because of the way he's been playing i mean I've been following him, you know, we, we came out, he came out a year after me. So I've been watching him for years. And honestly, the way he is playing now, he looks exactly like he did back in that 2013 year. And it's crazy, yeah, like right? Sacks or whatever. Yeah. Like 18 and a half. 19 sacks, right? sacks 19 yeah. sacks. There, yeah. Right. And he, he was at one point, people thought he was going to break the record, straight hands record. Um, but he looks like he found the fountain of youth, honestly, with the exception of the hair. That's, that's the only thing. But, <laughs> but hey, I mean, the way he's looking burst-wise is, is unbelievable to, to, to be in his, I, I believe it's the 11th year, 10th year, to have that same type of burst. Corey, Corey, um, real quick, if, if, a, if a genie came up to you right now and he said, I will give you 
I'll put you back in the game, put you back on the field. I'll give you 19 sacks next year, but you have to have Robert Quinn's hair for the rest of your life. What are you doing? I'm gonna do it, man. You can always <laughs> you can always shave it bald. You got He's got a beard. He's good. He can wear a neo type of cap. You know, and no disrespect at all, but hey, you know, I'd rather have this the sacks all yeah, day. Yeah, go, right? go hipster beard. Yeah, nice. Yeah, who, who who needs hair? Who needs hair when you have sacks? You know, <laughs> but I mean, just just what he's been able to do this year and and his burst has been unbelievable. You know, usually as guys get older, uh, you usually see the lack of burst, lack of get off. But it seems like last year really lit his fire and, and the desire. And I, I told you, I called it since since week before the season. I said, listen, he's going to have a breakout year again and uh, double digits for sure. I mean, every game, I mean, he should probably have nine sacks right now. He missed a bunch. Like, yeah, and he's, like, he's on eight sacks where he had him in there. He's on pace for like 16, 17 right now. So, I exactly, mean. exactly. So, it, it, so that would be a huge. If, if he couldn't play this week. So hopefully they can get him treated. And hopefully with the warmer weather and the higher eighties, usually when, when people are kind of banged up, like with injury reports about questionable, usually when you play in the warm weather places, usually your body feels a lot better than playing in a cold weather place. Like I know soldier soldier field this week, if we played home would be, you know, rainy and cold. Yeah, I, I mean, it seems, it seems pretty, um, academic but is that going to be a thing like some of these guys maybe like a khalil Mack, you know who's been dealing with you know a foot and he's been dealing with ribs recently and some of these other guys alan robinson with an ankle darnell mooney with a groin they're just kind of popping up on the injury report does going down to tampa bay kind of maybe loosen that up a little bit does that are we going to see a little bit of a faster bears team possibly yeah i I think so and I, i think you know i remember when i played you know we'd always talk about going to warm weather places when it starts to get a little cold over here in, in yeah. Chicago or whatnot. Um, you love that because you, you felt loose, you felt fresh, um, you know, felt like the dead of summer, you know, when everything is, is great. So I think in this situation, like a lot of those nagging injuries always feel a lot worse in the cold weather, you know, in December games at Soldier Field. But if you're in a place like Tampa, you know, towards the end of the season or even now, uh, you, you love that. You love to travel and have that, have that warm weather. And, uh, yeah, a lot of these nagging injuries, you'll see that that it usually sways people, you know, towards playing when they normally probably wouldn't in the cold weather situation. Hey, that's something definitely something to keep an eye on, especially with some of these little these little nagging injuries that we have, you know, kind of creeping up on us a little bit. I don't know about Akeem Hicks this week either. We're also taping this at a time where we don't have the Thursday injury report out just yet. So a lot of this stuff is going to kind of be TBD over the coming days. Corey, toss us uh, your next key to a, hopefully a Bears victory, a Bears upset against the Buccaneers in Week 7. Run the football, run the football, run the football. It's, it's been my theme every week, and I think it shouldn't change the rest of the season because you have Khalil Herbert, who's, who's really able to go off last week. I know David Montgomery's not back, but Khalil Herbert is an absolute beast in there, uh, averaging almost five yards of pop last game. And I wish in the, in the Packers game, they would have ran the ball even more, right? It was a pretty balanced game. But like I said, I, I want two to one favoring the run. Every, every, every game plan this week until Fields com- becomes comfortable because I think it's going to open everything up. It's going to set up those hard play actions that he loves. And so any situation, I do not want to see three passing plays in a row early on, right? If, if, if over the course of the game, we get in a rhythm and flow and everything's going, then you open up that three. But in the situation with the Packers game in the third quarter, you've seen a drive where three consecutive plays were passing plays. 
And I, I don't like that at all, especially when the game is 14 to 17. Like it's too tight of a game to just just okay, we gotta pass the ball. No, you don't you don't have to do anything for anybody else. You don't have to get cute, you don't have to do fan. Justin Fields to throw the ball. We know he can throw the ball, right? It's not about that. It's about having the best game plan, right? Especially when you're playing a talented quarterback, whether it's Aaron Rodgers or Tom Brady, keeping him off the field, right? You want to keep the ball out of his hands. So how do you do that? You run the football. And the Bears team, as the game goes on, a guy like Jason Peters, he's still road grading. I mean, throwing people across across the way in down blocks and things like that. So According to they're, Pro, they're Football Focus, Pro Football Focus, sixth best left tackle right now in the NFL. Right. Uh, not not bad for a guy that they said, oh, he was out there fishing on a boat and not doing this. But he, look, the dude can play right. Maybe in, in, in the passing game uh, early on, he needed to get acclimated to stuff. But since then, he's done a pretty good job on, on some pretty good rushers. So, uh, you know, I, I think he still got it. And uh, you know, I think this is a great pickup by them because at first it looked like, uh, I don't know. But you got to think he was he was wiping off the rust. And it's muscle memory for him. You know, it got, I'd rather have an offensive lineman 20 years in the game than a, than a defensive back all day, every day, right? Because because what, what, what do old linemen have? Grown man strength. <laughs> and that's what you see out there. You see him road grading. And that's what they're comfortable with. You see him in the passing game looking better and better every week. So I, I like what I see there. But just run the football, right? That's That's what we need to do. We need to set it up. That Lions game, that was that was the recipe over there. Like that, I always talk back to that, that second half, uh, the first drive over there, right? When we had the run to um, Montgomery, then uh, Montgomery was under center as a quarterback, handed to Mooney, we had a 10-yard run. And then it set up that hard play action that Justin Fields loves and then completed Allen Robinson. And then next, what did he do? Another play action look to Darnell Mooney. So what does it do? That run sets up that pass. And that's how you get him comfortable. And, and even back to his Ohio State days, that's how he was comfortable in there. And that's what Bill Lazer has to realize. And I, I'm, I'm pretty sure he's aware of that. But over the course of the game, coaches are thinking about this, that, and the other. But it comes down to sticking to a game plan, right? And I know things open up and they give you this or that. But when the game is tight, listen, you got to run the football, all right? That, that's how you set everything up. Right. It's like it's like a pitcher in baseball. Right. Fastball. The runs fastball. And then all of a sudden, when you when you have when you have them long, then you take a shot deep. Mm-hmm. And that's how this Bears offense is really going to get going. It's going to take setting up that run to some of those hard play action looks And that Lions game. That's when we saw everything come together. Right. And how is it set up through the running game? So that's the recipe right now, right? Because Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers, they can do all this passing game and, and they can flourish in it without a running game. They're that talented. And, and they, they're, they're not, they're not uh, uncomfortable in any situations, right? You can put them in any. Justin Fields right now, he's uncomfortable in certain situations. So make him comfortable, right? And it's not about him winning rookie of the year this year. That's not what it's about, right? It's a process, and, and I think everybody needs to realize, and even myself included, I always, hey, he needs to play better. He needs to, but how does he, right? And, and I think it comes down to, to scheming, game planning, and setting him up for success, right? And then once you get that game plan down, Pat, that's when everything opens up, when you could really mix and match it. And then everything's on autopilot for him. He's not thinking about, okay, I got to do this. And then everything, okay, I got the run game. I know I got Khalil Herbert. I know I got David Montgomery. I know they're going to give me five, six, seven yards. 
And then it's going to set up my play action. And then I'm going to go Cole Komet now. Okay, Darnell Mooney, Allen Robinson. And then everything's going to start to open up. And then you're going to be like, aha, that's what the running game does. And look, you're bringing up a really great point because for there's two factions, I feel like maybe of, of Bears fans right now. One of them is forget about it. This game, we don't have we don't stand a chance against Tom Brady against in the Super Bowl champs. And then there's the other side that says the only way that we're going to beat the Buccaneers is if Justin Fields has more passing yards than Tom Brady. And I think, Corey, I think you're slipping right in with the perfect third option, which I think is actually the way to go, because there's a couple things about this one. This is a long season still. There's 11 games to go. Even if you don't win this game, go back just a couple weeks ago when Mac Jones threw for 275 and two touchdowns against this very same Tampa Bay Buccaneers defense. Did they win that game? They did not win that game. But they learned some valuable lessons, and I think Mac Jones learned some valuable lessons too as well. And if we're going to be this run-heavy offense, this identity, why not we just show it against the Super Bowl champs, right? Why don't we commit to it? Don't try and be something that you're not supposed to be. And if you can do it against this unit, I'm not saying the Buccaneers are the best defense in the world, but if you can do it in this type of game, be competitive, give yourself a chance to win. Hell, maybe even win the game, you know, win the game outright. Yeah. I think that's going to say a lot about this team moving forward for the rest of the season. So I, I don't think we need to change who we are and on top of it too I, I pull up a couple of stats that kind of helps out what you're talking about a little bit in terms of points per play right now the Buccaneers are giving up 0.399 points per play that's 21st in the NFL and you're saying to yourself well how does this work out with the Bears well like you just illustrated run the ball run the ball run the ball Justin Fields play action what's Justin Fields one of his strengths right now big impactful plays so i think that's a huge part of what we need to go through and also i kind of want to throw it back at you just really really quickly before we finally get your get your final key is there anything from the week one game the week one game plan in terms of those short sit down routes would incorporating that in this game help out at all because you are going to have to show a little bit of the pass at times we were able to move the ball a little bit against the rams we just weren't able to score points different quarterback under center now is there anything that we can pull from that game against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers team? Yeah, you know, I, I think, um, you know, early on to, to get Justin Fields' confidence in any quarterback, rather, is, is to get those short, easier throws that, that you would say, quote unquote, um, just to get the confidence up. Because as a quarterback, right, when, when you go through a, a couple of your first passes and you're not completing things, it starts to get in your head a little bit. So that's usually why like a guy, a guy like Tom Brady's had such great success from, from day one, they've given him short throws, short throws to start off the game. Right. One of the quickest quarterbacks, guy like Matthew Stafford, same thing, gets it out, especially this year, gets it out quick, gets it out quick. And I think that that builds the confidence. And then what do you see taking a the shot? Then we go to the intermediate, then we go for the longer routes. So that's what we need to start out with, right? Some of these easy throws, five yards, just to get his confidence up, maybe get some of those boots, some of those sprint outs where you just get the easy throws in there, those confidence building throws out there. So that's what it needs to start with. And I think that's how you get his confidence up because he shows that when he starts completing balls like that Lions game, you know, once he had that one, he's like, okay, I can do this. Yeah. You know, and I, th I think everybody, every player is different, right? They, they have the one thing that gets them going, right? You know, you look at Khalil Mack, once he gets a sack or a big tackle for loss, that's what really gets him going. Same with Robert Quinn. But, you know, I think Justin Fields gets that confidence up, you know, when he throws a nice strike right on the money to somebody, gets up to the line, got a little bounce in his step. 
So if we can get some of those, those shorter throws, right? And then what Justin Fields can throw the long ball. We already know that. You know, he's pretty accurate, you know, when he's in those situations where he's comfortable. So get him comfortable with those shorter throws. Boom. Okay, Cole Komet, boom. Nice little five-yard out. Allen Robinson, you know, get him going. Because Allen Robinson is a guy you can throw it up to, and he's going to get it. Yeah. You know, I, I feel confident in that right now. And it showed, you know, the past couple of games that he's becoming more comfortable with. Hey, let me throw it up to A-Rob. He'll go get it. You know, and then Cole Komet, last game, that's going to be huge because every team likes to go to that zone. And that's that zone beater right there across the middle. So I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing that matchup because that's that's going to be the security blanket in those, some of those tough situations. And, and I think Justin Fields and him are going to have a great, great chemistry together. It's a good matchup on paper right now. Buccaneers defense versus tight ends. They've given up four touchdowns to tight ends this year. So I think in the red zone, Cole Komet may get his first score. Dare I say, even we might get a Jimmy Graham sighting in the red zone this week. I'm just kind of calling that out there right now, just sprinkling that out there. Corey, uh, any more keys to a Bears victory, hopefully in week seven? Yeah, cap capitalize in the red zone, right? When we get in the red zone, score touchdowns not field goals right we know santos we have we have confidence in him in his ability that's great to, to know that you have a kicker that can kick the ball when you need him to but scoring touchdowns in those situations you know if we're in a situation where we're on uh you know first and goal on the five yard line i want to see three runs four runs until we get in the end zone mm -hmm. i don't want to see all this passing stuff it's great at times, but early on, run the football, get it in the end zone, impose your will on somebody. It's it's a lot more demoralizing for a team when somebody's running the football down their throat, scoring touchdowns like that early on. Because then you're like, okay, th this is this is the tempo of the game. They're going to be physical. They're going to impose their will. So I want to see them in those situations. Two tight ends, a fullback using Horstead or something like that, or or Keem Hicks if he's healthy. Let's. Let's do that. Let's smash mouse football in the red zone early on. You know, as as things develop and go on, then I want to see some of those boots, some of those plays, you know, maybe a fade to, to a guy like Cole Komet up there or Allen Robinson. You know, I want I want to see that run the football early, especially in that goal line situation. I don't want to see a first down run, a second down run and then third down run the football. You know, yeah. I'm so, sorry, as oh, first and second down pass. Yeah, scramble, yeah. and then he's just chucking it into the second yeah. row. And then, and honestly, yeah. those can be really demoralizing, especially for a young quarterback in an offense trying to find its way of you work all your way down there. Or maybe it is that field flipper, and you get a short field, and you just can't get those five yards to get in the end zone. You're kicking that field goal. You can't kick field goals against Tom Brady. you got to score touchdowns. And, you know, and conversely, too, as well, on third down, I think that's going to be another little key. We were two of eight on that last week. I believe with against Oakland we were six of thirteen. I'm not saying we got to be over fifty percent, but we're only thirty three percent on the season. Tampa Bay allows forty three percent, which is at the bottom second half of the league. Mm -hmm. Get a little bit close to that forty three, convert on some of those third downs, keep the keep that momentum yeah. going, and I think we could do it running the football. Uh, Corey, any more keys? Are we ready for a final score prediction here this week and week? No, we're ready for a uh, final score prediction. I, th I think I think we we we've uh, hit the nail on the head for the for the different keys this week. I, I think it comes down, you know, to stopping the run game, getting the pressure off to Tom Brady, and offensively sticking with the run game, and then being able to convert in those red zone situations. Right, and back back to the red zone real quick. We have a lot of size in there, especially with Cole Komet and Allen Robinson. Utilize them in the red zone. 
passing to them. You know, if we're going to get in situations, I do, I do not mind a go up and get it throw in the red zone because I like that, right? A guy like Jesper Horstead went up and got it against the Raiders. But I, I like my eyes on Cole Komet and Allen Robinson to go up and get it, you know, help help the young fell out. So in those situations, but, you know, those, those, those are the keys right there. I think I'm excited to see this game because, you know, my uh, I'm just hoping I'm hoping they stick with the run game, man. That's that's the recipe, man. Yeah, I, I, I'm with you on that. And look, I'm I just I'm trying to, you know, the Green Bay game, typically Bears Packers games kind of ruined me emotionally for a couple of days. This one kind of really didn't do that because I just see a I see a, a broader course that's going to be, you know, uh, we're going to be walking down for the rest of this season. Um, I'm going to throw my final score prediction out there. Um, I do think the Bears are going to come up short uh, this week. I'm calling another loss. Um, unfortunately, again, you know, prove me wrong. And you know what? If I wake up on Monday and being like, Joey, you're an idiot because the Bears beat the Buccaneers. It'll be one of the happiest Mondays I've had in a very long time. Yeah. But I am going to say that a game is going to be close. Uh, I'm saying that they cover and then some. I'm saying, you know, betters out there, you could probably tease this puppy down. I'm guessing somewhere in like the 26 to 23 range. I think Justin Fields, I think, and, and look, I still think we're going to do a lot of run-heavy stuff. I think Justin Fields sets a career high for passing yards in this game. I believe he's got, I think it's in the two low 200s right now. I think it's the 220-230 in this game. Um, yep. I do really think either from playing from behind he's going to have to throw, or I do think that our wide receiver core against their secondary and the fact that Justin Fields is good at making impact plays, I think that's a pretty good marriage right there. I think we come up short, but I think we walk out of it somehow kind of feeling good about the rest of our season. That's kind of my hope a little bit. We go to three and four, but we can kind of turn the page and feel like uh, you know brighter days are ahead and progress is being made. Corey, what say you? Yeah, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna have to go with a Bears loss here. I think Tampa Bay's gonna be too much. I think it's gonna be a tight one. I think it's gonna be a one score game. I think it's gonna be Tampa Bay twenty eight, Bears twenty one. And uh, I think Justin Fields is gonna have a better performance this week. I think we're gonna see the passing game, you know, come out. I think Cole Komet's really gonna be the, the X factor in there. Um, looking looking forward to that. But I think. It's going to be a tight game early on. I think with the second half is really that's where Tampa Bay is going to separate from from the Bears. I think it's going to be a tight one until about the third end of the third, fourth quarter. And then Tom Brady and company are going to score a couple of touchdowns. I think Mike Evans, you know, I think, you know, a guy like O.J. Howard or Cameron Brayton, the red zone are going to score late. Um, and I think that's how they're going to they're going to come out on top. But I think majority of the game is going to be tight. I think it's going to come down to that fourth quarter when I think Tampa Bay is just a little more poised at finishing games. Yeah, and I don't think Bears fans should be depressed about that concept. I mean, Tom Brady is a guy who plays four quarters of football, especially, you know, on the offensive side of things. I don't know if the Chicago Bears are there yet, and that's where the gap happens, guys. You know, that's that's where that happens, and that's where they could possibly come up short this week. We got just about, like, one minute before we got to go. Corey, um, on the Buccaneers side of things, so many weapons, so many receivers. Throw out one yeah. guy right now that kind of has you the most concerned. Uh, Mike Evans, for sure. You know, he's a game breaker, a big receiver, 6'4", 6'5", you know, 225 pounds, can run, can catch everything. Not only him, but then you have Antonio Brown, you got Godwin, you got the two talented uh, tight ends and in, in and uh, Howard. Um, you know, Gronk's not even playing. So it's it's like pick your poison right now. Antonio, it's it's going to be a tough matchup this week with all those weapons. But, you know, like I said, I'm hoping we we really get home with the pressure, dial up the blitz, a little press coverage, buy the rush some time, and hopefully confuse them. 
Yeah, and look, there's there's things to be learned. There are there's progress to be made in this game, even if you pick up a loss, Bears fans. Just keep that in mind. Justin Fields can continue to make progress. This defense can stand up against the Super Bowl champion. The run heavy, the run heavy outfit that we've been doing, we can continue to further that identity and do it against one of the best teams in football. And if we play a competitive game and hang in there, guess what, guys? Brighter days will be ahead because the schedule then there are some winnable games on that schedule. We can get over 500 again pretty quickly. You know, hopefully we do it this weekend. We'll see what happens, but those are those are our calls. Those are our calls for this week. We hate to do it, but you know what? I guess, what? It's Tom Brady. What are we going to do? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> the GOAT. The GOAT. Today's episode of Believe in Bears was presented by You Know It. You always know it. It's betonline.ag. 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use promo code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V. My name is Joey Christopoulos, Joey Sports Guy on Instagram and Twitter. My co-host, former Bears defensive end, Fox 32, Chicago's Corey Wooten on Instagram or Twitter. Corey Wooten, C-O-R-E-Y-W-O-O-T-T-O-N. Make sure if you're in the Chicagoland area to check out his Fox 32 post game this week. He's doing amazing stuff. Corey, man, take us home. Take us home on a great pod. Hopefully we come back and we can shake our heads and just go, man, were we wrong? Holy cow. Man, that, that's that's what I'm hoping. You know, I would, I would love to be pleasantly uh, surprised this weekend you know with with a big bears win um you know i'm i'm just hoping we see some progress offensively right offensively in, in justin fields the game planning really establishing that running game setting up that play action with what he's comfortable with those hard play action looks sprint outs boots and then defensively stopping the run because if we're going to make any shot and dent this season and we're going to make a run to the playoffs or a long playoff run we're going to have to stop the run and we're going to have to get this offense going. And it doesn't mean necessarily throwing for 400 yards. It just means setting up the run game, getting that play action going, getting Justin Fields comfortable. Because when he's comfortable, he can perform out there. So stopping the run, getting after Tom Brady, and then getting Justin Fields comfortable starts with the run game. Incredibly well said. Like and subscribe this podcast. Uh, thank you so much for checking out this one. We're going to be back, hopefully. Uh, we'll be back after to uh, break down the postgame of Bears Buccaneers. Be well, be safe. Please be good to each other. Go Sky. Go Bulls. Go Bears. Bear down. We'll check you next time. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.